The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with my business partner, Darren Rand. And uh, it is now May. And guess what that brings? We are uh, we're doing a little celebration. I, I'm not sure we ever thought we'd be here, but uh, <laughs> a year on the radio. Wow! I mean, yeah, David had he had to go to the bottom of the barrel, and Brent and, and did we win anything for lasting that long? I think we won the fact we have to do it another year. <laughs> <laughs> well, 48 episodes, and uh, it's been fun. And we've uh, thanks to all the guests that we've had on uh, during this first year. And, um, you know, something I thought would uh, be good today was uh, we, we put out a request for some questions. So we got a few questions from some of the listeners out there and uh, um, figured we'd uh, spend a little bit of time answering those questions first. And then we got a few other topics that uh, uh, may be important, especially, uh, you know, we'll probably get into the next segment. But uh, if you saw some of the earnings reports about Amazon and some of Amazon's online, I think we're going to dive into that a little bit because that's you, a f- really fodder for e-commerce and marketing and what's going on. When out you there. mentioned that yesterday, it, I tell you, I went, "Yep." You know, again, it's it's common sense, but people are finally going to realize the trend of these big organizations like those, like Amazon. You know, it, it's going to last for a while, and the problem is, is they can outspend everybody, yeah. right? Geico can outspend everybody. All. So that that's the challenge, and you and I talk about because of the mid market space. But when you are all these other companies that are having to play ball with them, and you realize, and I know one of the questions that we're going to talk about is how do you play ball? Um, it, it it's like oh wow, see it does work, people. Yeah. It, it works. <laughs> so let's jump into that because that is uh, the first question I have from good friend Jim McCutcheon of uh, High Grove uh, Partners uh, here in uh, Atlanta. Um, his question was, what are some of the best ideas for differentiating a commodity-type business in this rapidly changing world and workforce? Is that an open, like, are you going to open up Pandora's yeah, box? Yeah, I, mean, I think we got, we got 10 more minutes in this segment, and I think we can take it all. <laughs> um, there's so many different ways that B-R-A-N-D. you can jump in that. spells brand. Um I mean, and heck, you played in the commodity space. And so, I mean, you know, paper, absolutely the commodity. And they're a service. You know, I mean, a lot of what uh, Highgrove does is service, landscaping, maintenance, and service. And so sometimes you can be a commodity product. Sometimes you can be maybe viewed as a commodity service. So whatever it may be, though, at the end of the day, you have, and this is the other thing about from a business strategy perspective, there's two parts of it. I've got to get clients and I've got to keep clients, right? If you're going if you're trying to get clients and you are competing on a sheer price basis, which you know again come from a commodity perspective, that's what it is, it's commodity. It's just it's a it's a it's a race to the bottom. And again, we talked about this a little bit last week. It's not easy to say no, but there's not and I and Jim, you know, knowing Jim, it, it's he did say no to people. Yeah. Right. So if you have a great 
brand, the way we talked about it last week, I think that's absolutely number one because then you can differentiate yourself. And and then number two from a that's that's the getting people in because then you at least get into people's consideration set. Got them by, oh five and five and five consideration set. And, oh, you know where do you what 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 space do you occupy in, in the in the buyer's head and all this kind of BS. But the thing is, these are this is real, and so um, why do you think that folks are advertising on the radio on six eighty? They're landscapers, right? I mean, commodity yeah. business. They're advertising on the radio on six eighty, and they're landscapers. They build their brand and then have people think about them. And I think that um, you know, as you said, so there's there's two pieces. There's you know. How do you build your brand? How do you maintain the brand? And I love the the comment. You know, to me, the first thing is, you know, look at your existing customers, to your point. Um, step back for a second on the acquiring new customers and look at um, what are you doing to differentiate yourself and retain your current customers. It and is. more more often than not, that's your customer experience. And, and we know um, there's nobody out there, I would hope, um, if 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 you are sorry, but it's a lot less expensive to keep a customer than it is to get a new one, um, and that's just that's just basic common sense. Um, but again, what we talk about is where are you in your growth curve? Okay, hopefully you're not satisfied. I mean, depending on what the market share is that you have. Um, so, and and this is where I think the way that we build marketing plans is so different. Um. Because the way we look at it is, what is your brand spend versus what is your new business spend? If you bucket those two things together, you'll never understand what's working and what's not working. So, um, you know, and a real, let's dive into that for maybe some of the small business owners out there. Um, What we mean by that is, you know, the campaigns you develop you know, what is the objective? And if everything looks and sounds the same, um, then you're, you're muddy in the waters of, you know, am I working on my brand awareness, uh, maintaining um, our current customers, or am I really focusing on attracting and engaging new clients with, uh, could be offers, doesn't have to be offers, but it could be uh, campaigns that really highlight and look at new markets that you might uh, uh, go after. And unfortunately, sometimes you'll see businesses either because they say, well, this is my budget, they try to do everything in one campaign. So, we and I were talking earlier about a friend of mine that called and in the insurance business, talking about commodity. Yeah. Oof. And um, so, all state in 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 Chicago, and um, I asked him, you know, how is his business doing? Um, you know, and how does he do when you see all the big folks, the Geico's and the Progressives, and then you know, and then I and then I said, how does how do you guys do as a as an individual agent as you draft off of the Allstate big campaigns or against the State Farm campaigns? And he goes. It's just not as easy anymore, you know. It's just not, and and um, I mean because again, at the end of the day, you've got these monsters, and this is where you, you know, your world in sales of, of teaching, you know. So now it's a matter of getting at bats. How do I get more at bats to have more of a chance to get deals? 
So he's talking to me now and, you know, about, you know, I think I need to brand because the reality of what's happening is just because I'm all state, you know, I mean, I'm selling something that everyone else is selling. Right. So for me to get a, a, a more at bats, he is having to expand his market, expand his voice, which and all these things just to get the same volume of leads that he was getting, um, you know, a couple of years ago. So he is basically looking at now going, you know what, I, I think I'm going to go and and just create a, a, a single brand. Uh, and let me give you an example, folks. I mean, uh, like them or hate them. Sorry, I call them all ambulance chasers, and I have friends that are ambulance chasers. Mm-hmm. But whatever. The, those big ones, the monster nationals, the Morgans and the and the Nugents and the all those guys that we all – those are giant brand advertising companies. That's what they are. Yeah. Because there are a well, lot of – there are a lot of, you know, those kind auto of – auto dealers. And, I mean, that's another way to look at it. If you think about – I mean, insurance is very similar – um, if you think about it, people think about well, who's the Ford dealer or who's, you know, who's the Lexus dealer. OK, well, the brand, the local brand is Angela Krauss with Ford, let's say, and it's Hennessy, you know, with uh, some of the uh, luxury brands and things like that. Those are just two examples. But they're great. Uh, but they're that's, great. They are, but that's really what we're talking examples. about. Exactly. Those are that's that's, you know, you could you can go make a choice of of you know, luxury auto. Right. And then you go, well, when I'm going to think about luxury auto. You know, after I decide which brand I'm going to go to, which make, yep. then I got to decide who do I want to go deal with because yeah. they're all selling me a car. Yeah. I mean, in, in Atlanta, you can pick probably three or four different places. I mean, the the direct distributors for a Lexus or a Ford or whatever. And then you've got all the uh, used and uh, secondary markets as well. So it's I mean, it's a great way to look at it of creating that brand of, you know, around their individual practice and uh, just differentiating themselves. It's hard. And, and you, where you just went, and folks, here's the thing. It's really hard to do. Hmm. Um, you know, if you think about um, back to what we talked about last week with brand, you know, it, it can be something silly. It can, brand. Nor, uh, Nordstrom said, you know, years ago, we will take anything back from any anyone, anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Period. Okay. Ritz, you know, they gave all the all the folks working there, regardless of whether it was uh, room service, maid service, front desk, back. You had a hundred dollar at any time. Don't even blink an eye. Make a decision. Go right. Um, And they indoctrinated these kinds of things into. And you talked about Chick-fil-A last week. You know, I mean, so it it takes time. You've got to make decisions. You got to be willing to stick with it. Um, and, and, and so I'm going to throw one out because we, we somewhat answered Jim's question, but what are some ideas? I'm going to, okay. in this case of a service business, service okay. commodity business, I'm going to go back to my early days working, uh, you know, uh, for a paper distributor. And one of the things was, you know, it is about that experience when it's a commodity and there's multiple options. Um, really reinforced with the truck drivers, the delivery drivers, how much they were salespeople. Right. So if in Jim with Highgrove Partners, the the crews that are out on the landscaping sites to talk to people, talk to the clients, to pick up extra trash, do whatever. But to really create that exemplary customer service on the ground and to have them. And I know Jim and his team do that. Think about that. They're part of the sales arm. When you're in a commodity business and people 
see that, see someone out on your grounds taking extra care of of their uh, property, that differentiates them versus other commodity. So you and I have seen route driving types of businesses. We also know the reality of getting somebody that's a route driver, quote, I don't mean that badly, yeah. but, you know, because a, a, a pharmaceutical salesperson is essentially in a route, okay? Yeah. The reality is, though, some people are better than others at that communication. So what? So here's so here's the idea. What do you give them that makes it easy for them, whether they are good or bad communicators, to bring the brand to be able to do that? So we'll we'll dive into that a little more uh, after the break. You're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand here. We were talking about uh, ways that you can use your teams to help differentiate yourself in commodity type business. And we're talking about, you know, in some cases, it's uh, it's the people on the street, it's the uh, delivery drivers, it's the crews that are on site. And I mean, I look, I've seen it. I, I kind of got indoctrinated in that thirty plus years ago. Um, and I think one things Darren said is, you know, how do you how do you do that? Because not everyone maybe has that personality. And I think there's some great ways, and we'll, we'll maybe hit a couple of those that, you know, the either the marketing team or the general business team can create some themes. And it might be a one week theme. It could be around, you know, I mean, you see things with Mother's Day or uh, Administrative Professionals Day, but just do little things that make it easy for those drivers and those crews. You know, you hand it to them, so to speak, so that they can be that uh, outlet and that voice for you. So I'm a big fan of, uh, for folks, if you ever heard of the, the company called Moo, um, they're just really, they do gorgeous business cards and letterhead and stuff like that, high-end stuff from your days and my days. And the, the boxes that the business cards come in, Heck, it, it, you need a sledgehammer to get into them because it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's got, a, it's got a ribbon and it's got a stamp and it's got, I think they probably spend more on the box than they do on the actual production. But the point is, is that the, that representation of that company goes through all the production, goes through the warehouse, goes through the USPS or whatever else they do, and it gets to you in a way that there is no way you can forget how that's coming to you. And so, you know, um, and I'm I'm not saying this to be derogatory at all about people who are on, out there in the in the game, um, hand to hand combat. Again, whether you are, whether you've got pharmaceutical sales or someone that's you know again in landscape, anybody that is that is face to face, even movers, right? I mean, all these people are face to face. And the reality of it is, is I can't tell you many many service businesses um, that do anything to help you remember that they were there. Now, what what people are doing, um, I got a Staples box this morning and yesterday. Now you get a box and the whole darn thing is branded. So, so again, being kind of the the commonsensical, it doesn't mean that, and, and I remember doing this with some, some folks, um, and I said the same thing. I said, you, you can't expect everybody to be Mr. and Mrs. Jovial out there. They well, just and so what do you do in today's world that you couldn't do? And it's a this this opens up a big 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 thing. You know QR codes were I, I they're gonna say I, they were dead until until COVID. You know and they've come back. 
But now the kinds of things that you can do, again, that are a leave behind, that are literally 10% of what it would have cost a decade ago, is a great way to go. Or it's something that is, your cost is minimal, all right? And so tomorrow's Mother's Day, okay? So this is too late for anyone probably to act on this at this point. Um, But for example, let's just use um, that landscaping company that you know you know, from all your clients, which ones, you know, are uh, women. Most landscapers can, uh, you know, get bulbs, get, um, uh, you know, plant, small plants, you know, just a little small flower, you know, leaving behind er- at every client you have this week with a little flower as a happy Mother's Day or a thank you. And, then, you know, you could do it at Easter. You can do it at different times. The cost, okay, if you went out and bought it, it's $20. Your cost is like 74 cents <laughs> or whatever. But, I mean, those type it's of things absolutely. are the type that really differentiate you. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we see it sometimes in the barter world. You know, you you get five, six times the value of something because your costs are so small. Um but, you know, use things like that to differentiate yourself, all that, right? Absolutely. It is It is. I mean, that one, folks, for anybody, that, that one just, that's a slam dunk. Again, no, there's probably not many people can do it at this point, but it's already happened. But the, whatever the next one is, you, you've got it in a way that it's, it's meaningful. Oh, that was kind of cool. And if you get, oh, that was kind of cool, cool out of somebody, you've won. Oh, exactly. You know? I mean, and, and you you get the the heartstrings of uh, the your your clients, and guess what? You go from being maybe a client to being a loyal client, or if they're already a loyal client, you maybe get them to the ambassador, which is ultimately where you want to be. And here's the thing: what you don't want to do. So if you're doing something, do what Trip just talked about. Do something that it it may it may not sound unique to to you, especially if you were in some kind of it was landscape or something. Please don't do some crappy postcard and leave it on the door. Please, 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 no. please, please, don't do that. You know, you or, got do something that's unique. Or go, okay. Oh, here's one. We'll give uh, it's freebie out there to everyone, uh, especially in the landscaping uh, kind of arena. Um, July Fourth is not that far away. Okay, everyone sees the little small um, uh, American flags you can mm-hmm. put on a stake. Hey, think about uh, buying however many clients you have, those little small flags, and you leave one the week uh, before July 4th as you go out and you have your crews leave those, you know, in the yard after you've um, mowed the yard, et cetera. I mean, just little things like that. Where did this come from? And you've got your name, you know, somewhere, you know, tactfully on the flag. So here's here's what's interesting about what Tripp just said, folks, is that I don't know that anything we've just talked about is – any kind of big epiphany to anybody. What it is is the fact that people, we've talked about this many times before, are so buried in their daily operations of their businesses, they're not thinking about things like this. That's that's the yeah. thing. I mean, you know, when you're when you're so either buried in, in managing people or finance or this or, or all these sorts of things and and marketing and having the ability to have your brain clear enough to go and think about like Oh, why didn't I think about that? Right, which is probably what people are gonna do. It's like that's a great idea. Why didn't I think about that? A, you're not in the business to think about that. Most people, and B, you don't have to, your your brain is just not in that space. Well, and that's you know we were having this discussion a little while ago um, with one of our clients is 
that's where you know you want to make sure you're utilizing people that um, that's their specialty. That's their expertise. We we relate it to you know we've got a client that's got someone who's very very talented, multi talented, but uh, they're focusing on probably their eighth or tenth skill set right now versus getting someone who's there. And I said it would like be uh, with the Falcons take their uh, place kicker, uh, Young Hoon Koo, I think is his name. I, f- I forget. And saying, you know what, um, we're really we're really short at outside linebacker, so let's <laughs> let's put him in and let him play outside linebacker for a game. I mean, th- that's what happens sometimes. And um, businesses, you know, they either they're running the business and or they think, well, I can handle the marketing um, ourselves. And so that's where, regardless of who it is, we'd love for you to come look at Rand Inc. and go to our website at uh, randinc.cc, but. Talk to somebody. Talk to someone and, and just get, you know, some ideas. And, and frankly, you'll probably spend less time and less investment um, having someone who's an expert. It, it is, whether it's whether it's a car, whether it's interior design, whether it's whether it's building a house. Anyway, we, we touched on this last week a little bit, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago. But for whatever reason, sorry, folks, this is where I am, trip nose. Everybody thinks they're damn marketer and folks sorry you're not you're just not and but we're also not sitting here saying we're i'm not an accountant either exactly you know know, some people think i'm hiding as an accountant because i love finance so much and you've took finance but i mean you're but the but the reality is in the same way that somebody would come and look at let's say uh building a house or buying a car or, or selling you a car or wherever there's a process to it, right? Your brain is taught on how to go through those steps to getting to whatever that destination is. And what you just did in a, in a, in a blink of an eye is like walking to you. It's like, yeah. all right, let me think about this. Let me think about this. And, and, guy, and folks, Tripp didn't, he didn't prep that. We were just we're talking and sitting there. We're going to brainstorm. He's, we're just freewheeling it. And that's, that's the thing. But because of... You know, the way we've been taught to think, number one, and then two is the fact we've been doing it for so darn long. It just it now it doesn't mean everyone everyone can do it. Uh, but still, there's there's a method to the madness. And there's a value. There's a value in using experts regardless of the field, regardless of the challenge, accountants, engineers, marketing. Um, it's just one of the many. So let's um, we have another question from our good friend Tracy Archuleta, and she says. Right up front, this is a loaded question. <laughs> surprise, 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 Tracy. surprise. Hi, Tracy. All right, so um, all right, um, she says, "Hey, uh, business is really about two things: increasing sales and decreasing cost." Um, and when you look at marketing space, this is a great place to start removing waste um, while still giving your audience what they need um, with your brand. Okay, um, so are we going to continue to face the challenge? Of, challenge of educating the marketplace on augmented reality, which is an area that Tracy's uh, very involved in, and the benefits of using this technology in their messaging. Um, You know, I think it's been, uh, she said, it's an area that's growing, but there's still a lot of questions out there about uh, AR and, you know, how do you you potentially use technology um, or do you view it as a cost savings and staying away from it? All right. So it's interesting. I was just at my brother's. And he had uh, an AR, or augmented reality, 
set of goggles with the game on it. I mean, just the most basic of basics. I think it was the, I think it was the the Google one. It was really cool, um, and I didn't even know that they were that. Uh, you know, usable at this point. I mean, they've been out there for a decade. Yeah, we used Google Cardboard back about five years ago yeah. at uh, the big H&A show. Right, it's it's not new. But here's here's the thing. Anything that is a new use of your time as a consumer is going to take time to get people to even think about adopting, whether it's fun whether it's for business, as soon as you say, I'm going to change someone's behavior or influence someone's behavior, it's going to take time. So then you get to like, we just talked, just actually talking about the QR code. I mean, it, it came back because of COVID, right? So what are the, um, what are the ways that augmented reality can be used? And it's almost like, not almost, let's go to Amazon. You have to seed the market. Otherwise, it, it you just and this is the this is the problem that most people just don't want to accept in today's world because there's so much going on, the ability to cut through all that stuff. Again, we talk about fast nickels versus slow yeah. dimes. You better have a whole lot of money if you want to go fast nickels. Well, and, and you know, kind of where you're going with this is um, you mentioned before what stage are you in? So back when you know, let's look at AR. You know, if 80% of your current customers or your target market is in a very mature stage, then it may not be the right place to focus on it. But if you've got a large percentage that are early adopters, um, you know, very transient, uh, looking at what's the latest type of thing, hey, that may be perfect to really invest and spend a lot of time with it. But understanding your customers and what stage they're in. Because well, they're AR, there are like there's a, a, a AR uh, game place next door to to Dickie Broadcasting here, yeah. and they're really cool. I mean, and they're associated with any um, Star Wars and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it's not like it's new, but you know, using it in in um, in advertising and marketing as a as a as another tactic has not taken off yet, and it's just it's inertia. You know, it is. And finally, so it's funny because I had a conversation with a publisher uh, this week and it's a fairly new publication. And they were at uh, some of the events that uh, we were we were at and I, one of the events I moderated. And so she was asking, you know, they're really trying to get at to the architect and the landscape designer audience. And, you know, the publication looks really nice. They've got some wonderful case studies in there or, or show homes and designs. And she says, well, you know, how do we get more engagement? How do I, you know, I'm trying to build this brand. And um, I said, it's interesting. I said, you've got advertisers who are using QR codes. She goes, yep. And I said, you know, to me, is all the time I've spent in the AD community, what really drives these designers and architects is understanding. I mean, look, the the print pictures are, are gorgeous. But, you know, there's like one page article about what's going on. I said, did you do any interviews with the designer of these projects? Do you have even a small bit of video versus just static photographs of these projects? And she says, well, in some cases we do. We could probably get it. And we definitely do a prep interview, like a Zoom-type interview, before you know everything gets done for the article. And I said, your audience 
would go crazy over having a QR code in addition to the still pictures that shows that 90-second panoramic and, you know, interview with the designer because guess what? Then they understand the energy and the meaning behind the project. Look at You're what, already doing it with ads. Look and at, she's look, like, wow. Look at what they're doing here in the sports talk, yeah. right? Now you can, you know, who in the world would have ever thought you're going to watch people on the radio? Think about it. Yeah. We're going to watch people on the radio. Let that sink in. Yeah, they don't want to watch us. No, uh, no, 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 no. So think about it. you're going to. We're going to have to invest in some new baseball hats. Yeah, and, uh, well, I, I'm getting that exactly. <laughs> but think, I mean, that's exactly. I mean, you know, and and so there's two things. What 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 Trip just said. Think about that. You've got these assets that you probably don't even realize you have. So and, important. And number one, and then number two is it sounds silly, but it's repetition. And and this is where the auto folks are really good. Um, you know, sorry, I'm going to say bash. They're going to bash you and bash you and bash you and bash you because they got to stay top of mind. And 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 again, this is where there is a, a you know you know my passion about. We talked about it at the beginning you know the show the difference between brand awareness and sales specific promotions, and depending on what kind of industry you are in. Is going to depend on what the ratio is of those two in your in your overall marketing mix. I'm so glad you said that about repetition, and you know we hear it from time to time. And the assets you talk about that um, you know we, we get with clients and we find things that are gold. And we don't have to recreate them. And what happens is you know again I'll, I'll use the Urban Ag Council. We did the series. There were about six different interviews done. There were you know 30 to 45 seconds, and they're fantastic. Now, the initial reaction would be, okay, great. Well, we'll put those out one a week for six weeks, and then, all right, what do we do after that? As employees, as your salespeople or whatever, we remember when they go out, right? And if we see them again, why are we still running that? The reality is your customers don't always see that. And so when Darren says repetition, you know, look, it's not running one thing 48 times like our show during the course of a year but if you've got good quant content great messaging you know you can do it on a loop or you know after two months you go back and you do the same thing again for the next two months and then maybe even you know again the two months after that or you bring something in and come back to it repetition is not all your audience is going to see it if it's on point and it's good contact Content, you need to bring that in and help build your brand. And let's bring that exact conversation to a quant perspective. Here's the reason why, from a quant perspective, that the strategy is correct. If you think about if you think about how busy people are, and again the great right resignation mm-hmm. and everything I mean, we are busier uh, business owners, consumers buyers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, than we've ever been. And the reality of that means you don't know when you're going to catch somebody. So let me ask, you know, folks, just to Tripp's point, how many different uh, publishers do you sign up for? Like for me or you, it may be Marketing Profs or McKinsey or KPMG or something like that. Yeah, I got different ones, digital, and then, you know, my my print. I still get some print. I get Garden and Gun. I get Golf Magazine. I get Kiplinger's Finance. 
Um, you know, I get the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Okay, so how um, many of those? Well, you're a fast reader, yeah. and I stink, but how many of those do you read in the first sitting? When it gets there, it's like, I'm going to rip it open, I'm going to read. About the only one I do, and it's more business-oriented, is the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Okay, and the, the rest? Version. What about the rest? The rest, it just depends. It's when I go to the pool, when I, you know, I've got time here and there, and I might, it might take me, well, golf, because I'm my passion, you know, I might, look, I might read through it five times before I get through everything I want. Garden and Gun's an interesting one. When I get the time, I love that okay. publication. But, but yeah, it's not, it, it, it fills time. Think, so think about that. What, so what we're talking about is, so, and that's, that's the other thing about, and folks, I'm just telling you, paper's not dead yeah. by any stretch of the imagination because you can't delete it. <laughs> you cannot. And so what Tripp is talking about, yeah. I mean, tabletop books, all these sorts of table, beautiful magazines. If, and, you, and, were, and, if oh, you have a luxury brand, you need to at least go pick up Garden and Gun just to look at all the advertisers in there. Eighty percent of them get it. There's right. some that don't, but that is one of the, I think, truly one of the best lifestyle magazines out there. And I think most of their advertisers, you know, I got we got involved when I was at Belgard five years ago, and um, you know, they're actually pretty. Um, I don't want to say restrictive, but they know who's the right target for them. And those people get it, and it's just so well done. Most everything that's in there, and and so print is a form of repetition. People, what do you mean? Because it's sitting there, right? When you decide to pick it up, you know, and and you're looking at it. I mean, Kim's my wife. She's she's got, I mean, probably ten different interior design or or whatever kinds of magazines. She's always she was flipping through them on Saturday, just sitting outside, just flipping through, just. And I mean, and they'll sit on the dang counter for weeks before she'll flip through them. Just sit on the counter, right? But they're sitting on the counter, and guess what? Every time you walk by, you see the brand. Yeah. So no question, absolutely. It it is. It is. I don't even. Sorry, we got that was a circuitous route. Yeah, from AR to print. But but again, the point is, I think that, um, and this is something we're working on for a client right now. um, And actually, this this person we're talking about in Chicago, you have to layer, okay, and that, and, you know, you can see it with what's going on here with, with the station and with what's going on at the, at 680, you know, when you, when you layer media, you know, broadcast and digital media on top of specific targeted tactics, that's when you start to win because, it, again, if you just think you're going to do one thing and, and hit something, you're 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 smoking crack. Now yeah. let me let me add one more thing to that mm-hmm. one real quick, because you've heard me say this a million times. That does not mean you go and you shotgun. What it means <laughs> is you take a narrow, very narrow target, and you hit that target three times. It does not mean expand. It means narrow even more and hit that group three times. No, absolutely, 100% agree with Darren on that. And uh, we we see it, unfortunately, where people just go after the mass because they don't know what what to do. You know, the other piece to that, and we're going to talk a lot more about this after the break, is, you know, kind of your print isn't dead comment of sometimes understanding your audience and being a little counter. And what uh, when does that work? When does it not work? Um, and how to really think about that in that overall uh, layered uh, strategy that you were talking about. So we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about Amazon.com's online sales. 
Uh, they just Yeehaw. reported. And uh, what are some of the implications from that? And how uh, do, should businesses be thinking about that with their marketing and what's going on right now? So you are listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Darren Rand here uh, celebrating our uh, one-year anniversary on air and uh, has been flying by answering some questions. Um, thank you to uh, Jim McCutcheon and Tracy Archuleta for uh, uh, bringing those questions forward. So on the last segment, um, some news that uh, came out. So Amazon, um, you know, reported their Q1 earnings. And, you know, as they break down their segmentation, um, their online sales slowed for the first time in years and years and years. Um, and so there was a little bit of concern about what does this mean? Now, there were, there are two factors to this. One, it was compared to huge growth the Q1 the year before because of COVID, right? The, you know, the other factor that was in here was, you know, the lockdown ended. People are really, you know, pretty much this year in Q1 were willing to get out. I think people wanted to get out. Brick and mortar had a chance to, um, you know, pick up uh, sales. You know, I mean, I was ready. I, I did a few things where it's like, you know, I just want to go look and touch and feel and try stuff on again. Doesn't mean I'm not going to use Amazon. Um, I'm just, you know, maybe not using it all the time, depending on what type of purchase it was. But um, I thought that was an interesting, you know, again, way the the article was written, the per, or perception that, oh, does this mean, you know, online sales, e-commerce are going away? And what do I do about it if that's my business? So here's the back to what we do for, okay, so as soon as we talk, there are three things that you have to think about, right, before you can answer any of those questions, if, you know, competing on, you know, what's the buying behavior, okay? In other words, people were at home, right? So that was one. So you have to take and, and, and look at it as an anomaly. I mean, it's an outlier. <laughs> they're there. Guess what? You're there. They're going to buy. I mean, it's just you didn't have a choice, okay? So what percentage of the growth was directly attributed to the fact you couldn't go to the store and sure. get it, okay? Take that and level set and get yourself to, a, to a, a, a normalized number, number one. Number two, then you go to inflation, right? How much of it? Could be inflation. So now you break that the, those groups of products that that are because the whole maybe as a whole it went down, but I'm I'm going to bet that all products didn't go down. No, some may have gone down fifteen percent, some five percent, some twenty percent. And folks, this is where people like trip and folks they know I love going down these wormholes because these are the kinds of numbers or questions or comments that people come to us and go. Well, we went down. Well, no, 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 no. Where did you go down? What caused you to go down, and what are you going to do about it, right? And then yeah. the third one is a need versus an impulse, right? You're sitting there bored, and you're going, God, I got all this extra spending money because I'm not working that uh -huh. much. I darn sure can't travel. My huh. gas bill's less because I'm, you know, was in lockdown. Right. Know, I got, you know, I'm, oh, wow, I need the I need the slicer and dicer and blah, 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 blah. And, it, you know, so you got, you know, so you've got three major and there could be more, I'm sure. Um, and then, of course, there's supply chain, right? So that's four major business categories that could have affected it, number one. Then within each one of those categories, where are the inflection points that affected each one of them? And and this is, 
again, you you know me a long time. This is the stuff that makes me crazy. Yeah. Is because, folks, whether you're Amazon and doing it or you're a mid-market company and doing it, if you're not looking at it this way, you're not looking at what the real numbers are. Exactly. And, you know, if you're right now, let's say you're a, a company and you do um, – you do sell on Amazon, right? And so what do you what do you do about this? And so to me, you know, you've got to look run. at run. Yeah. It's a good point. Go. Stop giving them 18%, build your brand and run. Yeah, and and, and look, the reality is you're going to stay there depending on how big. Now again, I say that in general you're going to stay there, but that's how much of your sales is through the Amazon, you know, um, distribution network. But then look at at how the market's changed. Where are places you know, that fit your audience, that's number one, your target, and where are people starting to gravitate to, okay? Is it back, you know, to true brick and uh, mortar? Is it to specialized type uh, e-commerce? But those are the things that you need to start looking at because habits have changed, all right? You know, there was an inflection point, um, but that doesn't mean that Amazon's always going to be the place to be, or maybe you only want to have that be 10% of your um, your mix. So now's the time to really be looking at, you know, the habits of your audience and figuring out, do I need to shift how I'm going about both my marketing and my distribution? Well, and not to be a homer, because, you know, 680, I hear, I hear the Ace Hardware commercials all yeah. the time. I mean, I've got to think, and this is a space you know a lot about, that they're doing really, really, really well. I love the urban hardware, you know, know, which is a specialty version. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, I walk across the street to it, but it's still, it's it's the old-time, high-end, I mean, very well kept, has a little bit of everything. It's bigger bigger than the traditional Ace Hardware. Right, And, and so all that stuff that was probably online... And is now coming back to bricks and mortar. And, and, and so, that, again, this goes to strategy, which is where we are very, very different than, you know, never mind. Uh, triple triple <laughs> talking about it. So the point is now because of omni-channel distribution and the ability to have a pop-up store or a small store or an outwire or a small store, now all of a sudden those stores become your marketing engines as well, right? And... And so a place like an ACE that can have, you know, let's say a 3,000-square-foot footprint as well as a 5,000-square-foot footprint or whatever has the ability to create a, a very distinctly different feeling than, you know, Depot or Lowe's without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You know, and and hopefully most people are familiar with pop-up stores, but just in case, you know, it used to be, you know, a lot of people would have the kiosk in the mall when the malls were where where a lot of foot traffic was. You know, now it's a lot of times it's seasonal. I think the easiest one to think about is the um, either the July fireworks or the uh, Halloween costume, you know, but you see them in strip centers nowadays. And I mean, those are the but they're not the only ones. But Christmas, that's another one. Uh, you'll see the Christmas stores, and they pop up. And mm-hmm. look, they, they, the reality is they use, you know, for 60 days, unleased space. So they get it at a, uh, you know, a discount, and they only invest in that inventory 
uh, during that time of year. So, you know, it's a great way to look at it. And, uh, you know, if you're running through these questions and so it's not a lot of people think of marketing is just, hey, how do you get your advertising out? To Darren's point, it is strategy. It's your go-to-market. Take a look at our website, randinc.cc, and some of the case studies we have out there. We'd love to talk to you and help you, you know, in thinking about that. Because uh, it, right now, understanding where to fish and where your customers are is so critical because that's changing faster than probably anything uh, in the business world right now. It's fun. It's really, really, really fun because it's going to separate the folks that have been doing this like we have been doing it from the folks that have not. I mean, unless you've seen these kind of the same way that, you know, again, we were talking about whether you're a a CPA or an attorney or whatever business you're in, you're an expert. We're not going to come in and and go, hey, this is what you should do. But for some stinking reason, I'm going to go to the very beginning of the show, everybody thinks they're a freaking marketer. And it is the, and and folks, just when you you call, understand, we're going to give you the real McCoy because, you know, it, it, it's just unless you've gotten your your head slapped and your knees scuffed and your, you know, all the proverbial things that can happen in this business. Whew. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so uh, as we wrap up, I do want to it has been a year. We thank all the listeners who've been out there, all the uh, uh, guests we've had on. Big thank you to David Dickey and Colin Wheat uh, for giving us the opportunity as well. And Darren, uh Thank you to you. It's been fun. It's um, awesome. And now we're on to uh, year two, at least, I hope, uh, if they don't lock us out next week. <laughs> um, but hopefully uh, everyone's enjoyed Brent listening. And, and, and Brent, That's right. Uh, Brent, Brent and Tug. Tug and uh, Rhino joins us, too. So um, it's been great. We look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.